You're now listening to J House Radio in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Wine be the gang and you know them niggas Boot it up, turned up, piped up I'm back, baby, where the love at? I'm back, baby, where the love at? Yo, yo, what it do? What's up, man? What's up, bro? How you doing today? Doing good. Just got off work and out the shower, and I'm ready to roll. I feel you, bro. I feel you. It's hot as a mofo outside, bro. I don't know if y'all feeling that down there in Gulf Shores. Dude, humidity, we got it. I spent all day digging a ditch, so yeah, I felt it. Ah, hot. But welcome, everyone, to J House Podcast Radio. This is episode number 109. How you guys doing today? I hope everyone's doing well. How you doing today, Ev? I'm doing pretty good, man. How you doing? I'm all right, man. I'm, I'm all right. Since, um, since our last discussion last night concerning today's subject, I've had the day to sort of think about it and sort of think things through of what I was going to say before I said it. So I've sort of decided that I'm just going to, I'm going to say a lot of what I said yesterday, but I may leave one or two things out or just, I may change my viewpoint on them, but, but we're good. All right. We'll go ahead and tell the people what's on the agenda. On the agenda for today. um, I want to talk about Hollywood agendas political agendas too that are used necessarily to um you know push these certain viewpoints you know specifically through movies and through hollywood um since hollywood and you know the movie industry the music industry seems to be the place where that that holds them they have they hold the most influence basically over everybody you know they hold those are the people the celebrities that influence a lot of what gets done they pretty much decide what's popular what's not what's you know what their truth is and what isn't they pretty much control that narrative and i just wanted to go in depth and sort of highlight some of these things and some of these agendas that nobody really seems to want to talk about, you know, because in today's cancel culture, if you talk about it, you know, if you speak out against the majority, that's going to get you canceled. You know, these people, especially in Asia, social media, they'll dig up dirt. They'll dig up so much on you. You know what I'm saying? They'll go back down your, you know, timeline to everything you posted to try to find some kind of dirt. And so it's really, it's really just that, that really bugs me more than anything that I've been itching to, uh, to talk about, but two of these, two of these, of these agendas that I wanted to highlight were number one, the black lives matter movement. And for all my blacks, my black folk out there listening, don't take offense. I'm black myself. Don't take offense just listen and 
You know what I'm saying? This isn't attacking the Black Lives Matter movement. This is just seeing the whole picture. You know what I'm saying? This is just seeing the whole thing. And the other one is the SJW. I call it the toxic, the, uh, the toxic feminist movement uh, that we've touched on many times before talking about Star Wars and talking about the landscape of, you know, who leads in movies today, you know, so that's just what I wanted to get into. But I want to um, <clears throat> I want to get into the uh, the SJW uh, side of things first and then we'll roll from there. And so I want to I want to get your opinion because I know you're very passionate about this for all my people. This is the TV MA episode. If you can't handle rawness and the truth, don't listen to this. This is, you know, this is that true. So, um, Evan, what are, what are your thoughts on some of the things that we've seen with the SJW movement and how is, how it's changed Hollywood basically? Well, let me say this, starting off about my, I want to be very clear in no uncertain terms what my opinion on the SJW, what they are. For anybody that doesn't know what SJW stands for, it stands for Social Justice Warrior. That's what that means. And in their mind, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be very careful at first yeah. about how to word this. Uh, I won't be this way, this calm and collected the whole episode. I'm gonna get to the f bombs everybody I know. hearing. Yeah, um, but I'm I'm starting off calm because I want everybody. I want to give them the fair. How do I word this? Let people know what they think they're doing and what they claim they want to do. The SJW movement, what they say they want is equality for all you know everybody gets equal rights which on paper if you just if you take them at that you think you're saying, okay good. that's yeah. great that's a that's a great thing good right. for you but when you scratch that layer which is a very thin layer back what you find is a bunch of self-righteous virtue signaling white people that's who leads this movement yeah that's who it is and it's self-loathing tedious anybody that doesn't know what virtue signaling is i know i say that term a lot allow me to define it virtue signaling is announcing what you believe to show people how good you are that's what it is it's it's bragging to some extent because you believe in this and therefore you are a great person. And I want to give a prime example. Well, actually, this actually fits in later to the Black Lives Matter later example. Yeah. Um, but my, my biggest issue with the SJWs is this. I said all that rambling nonsense to say this. They are a group for them to preach tolerance and acceptance and all these other great things they love to get up on their high horse about they are the most intolerant group on the planet yeah they are the most intolerant and for a group that preaches strength and fighting back they are the weakest group 
on the planet. Yeah. They are cowards who hide behind keyboards, but their influence has somehow leaked into Hollywood. And Hollywood's just going with it. Yeah. It beats that. And you mentioned cancel culture. We don't even have to go that uh, that far back to get a good example. Kevin Hart stepped down from the yeah. Oscars. Uh, because apparently 10 years ago, yes, 10 years ago, he made a joke people deemed homophobic. Um, which, I mean, he apologized That's for it. That's not enough today, though. And then... <laughs> I said apologizing huh? ain't enough today for these people. No, like, but, it, and that's exactly it. And here's what bothered me so much about that is I'm thinking nobody's ever called Kevin Hart a homophobe before. There's no evidence to suggest that Kevin Hart hates gay yeah. people. They're, they're, he's done nothing like, he made a joke. He's a comedian. That's what he does for a living. Yeah. But what bothers me so much about the SJW movement with these the way they act they cut that they treat certain people like wildlife reserves treat endangered species <laughs> that's what they do especially like look at Kevin Hart because they don't say you can't make jokes because jokes about men oh sure all day they're fun yeah. They're funny. <clears throat> gay men? No. You start talking about gay up, oh, that's homophobic. No, can't you can't it. have that. No. Nope. Uh Bill Maher actually said it best talking about this. He was talking about jokes you can make. He said you can make jokes about men. Gay men? No. Kim Kardashian's ass? Sure. Her stepdad's tits? No. Right. And it's that double standard. Had, I mean, it's so I'm getting kind of flustered already. I'm going to kick it back to you for my thoughts to kick back in. It is, yeah, and I, I understand you getting flustered with that. To me, what I've had to learn lately is that no matter how flustered I get, because, and, and look, and I'm going to say this too, because I want to establish this right here. I have nothing, nothing before, before, anybody decides later on down the line a few years from now that they want to dig down my timeline and listen to all my podcasts and try to dig up some dirt to ruin me before you even try or have the thought if you're listening to this right now it's that person for you i have nothing against the lgbt community i have nothing against you doing what you want to do because you've grown, and at the end of the day, that's your choice. However, what I am against and what does fluster and frustrate me is how if people don't share that point of view, if people don't really want their kids seeing that, because kids do come into the conversation, especially when we talk about cartoons and things like that. If people don't want to be exposed to that, they shouldn't have to. You know what I'm saying? But yet, the LGBT community seems to be the most forceful agenda in Hollywood. Like, from all of it, from whether it's homosexuality, transgenderism, 
Um, what else? You know, uh, polygamy. We can talk about the whole thing. You know, just it's all of it, bro. And so I understand getting flustered, but at the same time, as a Christian man myself, it's not my job to judge people. I can't can't say anything, no matter how bad I want to. My job is to love people regardless. And that's that's the lesson that I referred to earlier that I wanted to tell you that I've had to learn lately. I'm like, I can't do anything about this, bro. <laughs> what you know, I can't do anything about that. You know, let them do what they want to do and just leave them alone because they're not, you know, people preaching out or, you know, yelling at gay people that, oh, you know, you're disgusting or you're, you know, you're a a faggot, so to speak. That's a term that they use a lot of, you know, that I've been guilty of using before as well. A lot of those terms don't really help. People yelling at them doesn't really help. You know what I'm saying? It just, it won't do anything. It, it'll just, cause it'll just make them, you know, it'll make them push back even harder. And so for me, I've just had to learn to keep, cause I know people that are gay. I know people that are in that community that I'm cool with, that I consider to be cool. And I would step up for them in a heartbeat. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's, there's nothing as far as the male mind goes for the, for the time we're in now, there's nothing that we can do about that. However, However, I do believe in speaking out against, you know, the sexualization of every single thing that we have, including cartoons, like for crying out loud, somebody's child is like four, five, maybe they don't need to see any of that. They're not ready for that. You know what I'm saying? They're not ready for that. You know, I actually kind of had this moment early or yesterday because I was watching uh, what was because I don't know if you ever grew up watching Scooby-Doo. I did, I did. Yeah, I grew up on Scooby-Doo. Uh, I was watching uh, one of the newer series with my uh, with my little cousin today or uh, yesterday yeah. and what struck me as odd was I remember watching the show, and whenever it showed the gang looking around, you know, for clues, they would talk about the mystery at hand. But now I notice they talk about, like, crushes. And uh, Daphne, do you think Fred's going to ask you out? And I'm I'm thinking to the naked eye, that might not sound like much, but then when you think about, there's five-year-old kids watching this. Yeah. Like, like, what do they need to know about going out on Not dates? Saying. Like, what do they need to know? Like, let them right. be kids. I mean, I, I don't, and like you said, sexualization. There was that whole controversy about SpongeBob being gay, which my whole thing with that was, why does SpongeBob have anything to do with sexuality? Right. <clears throat> And, and here's here's my other point to that. Let's say Nickelodeon. Let, let's just play this game here, Eric. Okay. If tomorrow the heads of Nickelodeon come out and say 
SpongeBob SquarePants is officially gay. We're going to put him and Patrick in a relationship which, together. Which we're doing did. that. That's going to be the next that's going to be the yeah. next episode. Right. No, that's not what they did. They, putting SpongeBob on that on the Twitter post that they came out with for Pride Month, that that just to me that that they were basically saying, yeah, SpongeBob is a flamboyant fruity young man. That that's what they were. I didn't. I didn't get that. Well, I don't know why they put him out there then, because SpongeBob ain't never been that way. Him and- because he's a popular character, and they want to show how much. It's like to me, I look at SpongeBob like the logo for Nickelodeon, yeah. and every and every June, all these companies put their logos up with, um, uh, pride colors. Yeah. So that's just how I took yeah. it. Because, I mean, I've watched Henry Danger, and the guy that was up there with him, he wasn't a gay character. So, yeah. I don't... But that's neither here nor there. But here's my point. Okay. Let's say... But let's say straight up, that's what the heads of Nickelodeon say. Like, okay, SpongeBob and Patrick are a couple now. That's next yeah. episode. What does that actually accomplish? Nothing at all. That's a serious question. Like, what guy that hated gay people is going to look at that and go, huh, you know, I used to not like gay people and not support them, but now that I see this animated sponge being gay, I changed my mind. Right. I changed my mind. But my biggest point being, like you said, why do kids need to be exposed to sex that early? Right. Or even, because kids, I mean, you don't know what you are when you're five or six watching SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. All you know is this sponge is funny. Right. Um, but I want to focus on like certain aspects of the SJW movement so we can get more specific before moving on to Black Lives Matter. It tie, it, it'll, it'll tie um, in later when, when I tell you. It'll, it'll tie in. You'll understand it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to focus on one part specifically. And this is something that I, I don't know this rant might right here might get me in trouble later down the road but i'm i don't care at this point i mean it's, um, it's not hateful speech it's not a hateful speech against anybody it's freedom of speech so go ahead i gotta speak directly about the feminist movement speak because i am i've been watching i, I remember uh you and I have talked so much about Star Wars yeah. and about Ray being a Mary Sue, which she is. She is a Mary Sue. Um, mm, I'm trying to be calm for today. Um, heck with it. I'm going back to you for a minute. I'm going in and out. You good? Like, let me ask you this: Like, how do you, how, yeah, how do you see the feminist agenda today? I see it as, um, like, and like I said, man, this it all ties back into the Black Lives Matter movement too. But that I'll save that for later when we get there. But the because there because there is a right way to be a feminist. Tessa being one of them. My wife, Tessa clear-cut example of what it means to be a true feminist, not degrading men in any way, shape, or form, not trying to 
just fighting to get the same rights and equality as all women deserve, as all humans deserve, whether man or woman. You know what I'm saying? Not to put woman on top of man, not to put man on top of woman, you know, because that's not how it's supposed to be. Somehow along the line, the, the main feminist movement has turned into this thing where it's all about embarrassing men and making men look like they're weak and making women look like, yeah, we can survive and we can do everything without the man, which is not like, I, like I say, I come from a, a biblical standpoint on this. There is one cannot exist without the other, without men, women cannot survive without the woman a man cannot survive. It's just not going to work. It's the yin and yang of the earth and how it goes. We need each other. You know what I'm saying? There are things, and I always say this when we get on, there are things that a woman can do, that women can do, that women are capable of, that a man does not have the strength or will to do. Giving birth being one of those things. You know what I'm saying? birthing a whole human outside of you. That is something that women are just built, built differently for. Like when God designed them, bro, it was like, yeah, they're built tough. They can take, and that's scientifically proven. Women can take more pain than men do. And that's, that's not to say, Oh, women are superior. That's not saying that. That's just saying that, you know, women serve a, a higher purpose than what, normally has been you know passed down from generation to generation you know and and i i know a lot of people probably aren't christians but the bible talked about a woman who in proverbs 31 she was that woman she was a boss bro like she was handling her own business she was buying fields she was investing she made sure her servants ate her children was fed she you know, clothing, lit party, all this stuff, man. She was handling her business, bro. And so I'm trying to figure out where somewhere along the line, women just were put in second place to the man and just degraded throughout history. And it's just, it's sad. So a lot of that anger that has been built up from quote unquote toxic masculinity or you know, men being men, supposedly, or mistreating women. Let's just call it that. I'm not going to call it toxic mess. Mistreating women, I'll say that, has just spoiled. It's boiled over, bro. And so now we have this movement where you have a bunch of wounded and angry people who feel like they can't trust men anymore, who feel like, you know, women should run everything anyway. And, you know, women are done being oppressed. And so I think that's just that's just my thoughts on where we are today with the feminist movement, honestly. Um, there's a lot there. Yeah, it, it's a lot. It's a package because you got when you talk about women and equality, you got to look at the whole picture. We got to look at everything. But- I've got what I want to say now. I 
1000% agree with the core idea of feminism. Under the law, everybody should be treated equally. Right. Nobody should be given special treatment over the other. Everybody should be all guaranteed their basic human rights. So on that front, I'm with you. Yeah. My issue with feminism today is they seem to lack one thing that that kind of I see as glaringly obvious is we can be men and women can be equal under the law. We can be equal, but we're not the same. There are many things that women are better at than men. And this is what gets me so frustrated is whenever I say what I'm about to say, people automatically say, oh, so you're saying you can do this better than all women alike? No. What I'm saying is generally, if you took all men, matched them with all women, you're going to have some areas where the men are superior and you're going to have some areas where the women come out on top. Yeah. I don't know when that became controversial. I don't know when it became controversial to say that. Like In the women categories, a couple things off the top that they do better than men. Most women, because of how the way they're built, are more flexible than men. Because of how they're built. That's how come gymnastics, women's gymnastics, is bigger than men's gymnastics. Because you get to see a lot crazier stuff done by these female athletes. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, there's actually like several events men don't even compete in with gymnastics because they can't do what women can. Because we can't do that. <laughs> but on the flip side, when it comes to things like strength and power, men have the advantage. And that's not to say that me or you are stronger than the women who compete in deadlifting competitions or MMA or boxing. But what that is saying is you go find those power lifters in the men's division. Look at the all time record for men versus women. It's way more for men. So all I'm saying is, I don't know when it became controversial to say there are things that certain sexes can biologically do better than the other. Right. When did this become controversial? I mean, there is a reason outside of sexism why men and women don't compete against each other in the same sports. Right. It's not because we're sexist. It's because one gender would be at a disadvantage. Yeah. They would. That's how come whenever I look at uh, women wanting to play in the NFL, I look at that and I think to myself, well, I mean, mean, that's touchy for me because on the one hand, that would be a great, thing to see happen from a feminist standpoint but like I just said about the strength and power thing yeah and here's the problem they're like oh so you're strong this woman well no Mm -hmm. but she's not gonna the the woman's not gonna be playing me in the NFL I'm not gonna be the one out there tackling her yeah that's gonna be 
J.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, or Jadavion Clowney. Yeah. That, that's and true. So, it is true. Yeah. And that's how come, like I said, that's why there's that distinction made. But my point being, I'm not saying one race is all around superior to the other. All I'm saying is the ba- there are basic physical differences in the two. Right. And and that no. and that's not taking away one from the other. That's not saying women aren't strong. That's not saying that men can't be flexible. Yeah. But I'm saying given how bodies are built, these sexes are inherently better. Right. And and no one no one for the record no one should attack that point of view because that is the everything you just said that was the truth behind everything like that's just the common truth and 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 even even football i I tell tessa this all the time because tess doesn't like watching football but i'm like bae there are some women because like i think the statistic is that i think over 40 to 50 percent of the nfl fan base i think it's 48 percent is female of the football fan base. That means a lot of women out there love football, have an innate knowledge of the game, and love to watch football. That's almost little more than half. You know what I'm saying? Little lesser than half. And I'm like, babe, what I wouldn't give, and I'm not talking about the the LFL or whatever, the lingerie league, because that's to me that's just sexist. The the uh you know the lingerie where the women go you know play half butt naked football now i'm talking about real gridiron football i'm like why don't the why why can't we have a wfl why can't we have that like well i would be down for that because if if women want to play football i'm pretty sure that there's a lot of women out there who would love to to try it if they're that ambitious about it Well, I mean, it's a flip. It's it's a flip of the coin, though, on that because, I mean, they they say forty five percent. I mean, that might be true. That's what I'm looking at it right now. That's what the NFL says. Yeah. Um. But I mean, there are certain female sports that, for whatever reason, like the WNBA, let's just call for what it is, get no attention. Yeah. I mean, and if anybody, if if anybody wants to disagree with me. Tell me the names of three WNBA players without using Google, and I'll I'll take it back. I'll take it back. And uh, yeah, I get that. But but like you're saying though, um, I mean I wouldn't be object to the women having their own league. But see, and, and here's another thing that bothers me is whenever I hear these feminists whine and moan about LeBron James getting paid more than basically the entire WNBA league players do combined. Whenever they start bringing sports into it and viewership as being like a part of the problem, yeah, that bothers me. It's, I mean... It's so, it's such a wrong... Go ahead. that and maybe if you're one of those people who don't know why LeBron James gets paid more than the entire WNBA 
because since the man was 18 in the NBA, he hasn't played in front of you good? Probably the most famous American walking around right now. Yo, sorry, peeps, we're experiencing technical difficulties. Yo, Ev. Yeah, I'm here. You're you're cutting out a little bit. I'm here. Hold on, let me get this thing on. Yeah. I'm here. Am I back? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, good. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Back on what I was saying about LeBron and why he gets paid more than me. It's not because the NBA was like, this is a man. So we're money. No. It's because freaking James, arguably the most famous American walking around right now. Yeah. Uh, He's probably the biggest star ever. But the point is, people watch LeBron James. The WNBA's viewership, not so much. Uh, so you can say that's not fair, but what I would say to that is feminists, watch the games. Support them if it means that much to you. Yeah. Because obviously you're not at the games for the stands to be that empty. Right. And then, the, and then I, I had this exact same discussion right. with – uh, some people after the Women's World Cup last year because the term pay equality came up with sports. Yeah. Uh, now, now, let me say this with a preface this because this is going to sound – there's no way to make this sound not bad. There's just no way, and I apologize. Yeah. But I'm going to explain real quick why the men of FIFA – get paid way more than the women. Now, granted, let me say this. I'm a huge fan of the women's soccer team. Yeah. I love soccer. That's my sport. I love soccer. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I love soccer. Played it my whole life. Soccer's awesome. But it's the number one most globally watched sport on the planet. Well, men's soccer is. You know how much money the Men's World Cup generates in revenue for FIFA? Billions. Six billion. You know how much money the Women's World Cup generated for FIFA worldwide? How much? 131 million. That was last World Cup. You one quick Google search. Yeah. Six billion, 131 million. And here's what's crazy. You know how much of that, uh, at the end, the winning team gets to get a uh, 
some money from a pool. Uh, the men's, they get uh, 7% of a $400 million pool at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, the women get 20% of a $130 million pool. So the percentage of what they get is actually greater than that of the men. But due to revenue and everything else in the world, um, the men get way more. Now, I am pleased to say that recently the a women's team, since they've been dominating so much, and the men's team is just a complete blech to watch right now. It, yeah. irrita- it irritates me so much, man. It really does because – the men missing the World Cup last time around pissed me off to no end, I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, but the women recently negotiated a new deal to the point where, and they agreed to it, they get, um, they don't get more money than the men now, but, I mean, it's neck and neck. And yeah. with revenue, they're going to start getting paid more. And but then, I bring, yeah. And I, I bring this up because in the world of sports and entertainment, it's not because we're sexist and we hate women and we just want to pay them less. I mean, I'm not going to stand up here and speak on other professions, but in entertainment, you don't get equal pay. You get whatever they make off of you. Yeah. And that, and that goes all across the board. That's how yeah. come, uh, what's his name? Mahomes just signed a $450 million contract. Jesus Christ. That boy, you know he's gonna be making forty five million a year. Yeah, he makes a dollar for every breath he takes. Sheesh, man. But and and people can look at that and say, why does he get that much? Uh, because Patrick Mahomes' jersey is number one in the world of any sport. Yeah, he's he's the best quarterback we've ever seen throw a football. He's dominating right now, and he's fun to watch, and that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Um, and my issue, my overall issue with the feminist movement right now is this. It's they've got so much anger, and it's misdirected. It's misdirected anger. Yeah. And I look, and I look at it, and I'm like, have y'all ever thought about why this might be? Um, you know, why there's this in the entertainment industry? Not everybody gets paid the same. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, and I'm going to be honest right now. I am really lightheaded from working all day, so my thoughts aren't all there. I feel you, bro. Uh, I feel you. So. We're, for, we're almost at 40 minutes at the hour. Got, 20, about, got about 20 minutes left. All right, so we can go ahead and kick it over to the Black Lives Matter issue because I know you had a lot to say about that. Yeah, it's fine. It, it, it all ties in. And. I would definitely I would definitely say that the progress for women's sports to get the same attention and the same pay as men is it's going to get there. The progress is going to get there. It's just that ever since the inception of these major sports leagues, that's just what it's been because when throughout the generations, women were just, you know, it was just always different. You know, I don't want to say that they were told or programmed to be housewives or just be these, you know, be in these at-home positions, but that's just how it was back then. But steadily, you know, thankfully, that's changing because, and I think the sport that's most prominent that's doing it for women right now 
the UFC. Oh, absolutely. No one. Because right. for, ab- for about, uh, I think it was two whole years. Yeah. I think it was two years. The highest paid fighter was a woman. Yeah. And you know who it was. I think it was Ronda, wasn't it? It was Ronda. Mm-hmm. Ronda paved but, the way for women for the women's division to, to pop out. And then it's off from there. She she actually said it best though. She was in an interview and they asked her about it, her getting paid, and she said, I think how much you make should be a reflection of how much they make off of you. And yeah. she even said, I, she said, I'm not the highest paid because Dana wanted to do something nice for the ladies. And it's true. Everybody tuned in to watch Rhonda break a girl's arm in less than a minute. Yeah. Everybody tuned in for that. We all wanted to see that. That was iconic. But see, and that's the thing with the WNBA, though, too. And Colin Cowherd, I'd recommend everybody go watch it. It's a great segment that he did talking about why it's got such low ratings. It's because the game's just not as exciting to watch, plain and simple. It's it's that that might sound mean, but that's the truth. The dunks in the WNBA compare them to the dunks in the NBA. They're not as aggressive. They're not because when we watch the NBA, what do we want to watch, Eric? We want to watch LeBron or somebody jump up and just destroy that backboard. Destroy somebody, right? That's what we want to watch. We want to watch some poor bastard try to think that he can stop LeBron. But it don't happen. Yeah. And in the WNBA, there's not that as much aggression. But you flip it over to the women's soccer league, which is getting better. Why is it getting better? Uh, the product's good. That's why they're starting to get paid more. Yeah. And it's fun to watch. And it's that simple sometimes. It's either fun to watch or it isn't. Yeah. And I don't think you can call people like sexist because they choose not to watch something. Right. Now, now note that there are a lot of sexist buttholes out there that, and you can go find them in any comment section. You can go find them, uh, you know, in any comment section under women's sports, you know, buttholes being like, you know, oh, why isn't she in the kitchen cooking and cleaning like she should be? I'm like, well, sure, well, sure, I'm but like, a lot of those really? fourteen-year-old virgins. Yeah, little fourteen-year-old virgins that still live with their mom, you know, as they should be, you know, playing Fortnite, not doing their homework, you know, or that grown man who's about 40 still living with his mom. There's still a lot of those out there too. Only they say that. kind. Still a virgin. Yep. Still a virgin talking to women disrespectfully like that. But as, like I said, entering into these final 20 minutes, um, as this ties into the black lives matter movement, you know, this is where it gets a little raw. And I'm asking all the people listening to please listen with your logic and listen with facts and research. Don't listen with your emotion. You know, I, I've, I've started to question what the Black Lives Matter movement stands for myself as a black man. You know, it started out. Yeah, we're standing up for, you know, black lives and we're standing up for black people in general, you know, better you know, police responsibility, all these things, you know, and we're fighting for it and protesting for it in the streets. That's understood. But I go on the website and I'm looking at everything and I'm wondering what all these other side agendas are. What else does the Black Lives Matter movement stand for? And I'm looking at it and I'm seeing, well, 
They want to, quote unquote, they want to disrupt the nuclear family structure. For those who don't know what the nuclear family structure is, that's a mom and however many children that they have, which is the essential, that's that's been throughout history. That's the essential family model of humanity, a mom and dad and children. You know what I'm saying? Grandchildren, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa. That is the essential family form that is needed to sustain life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so people, I think, in this in this movement, and, and the head of the the head of the Black Lives Matter movement, the woman who made it, who created it, uh, starting out with Trayvon Martin's death. Um I forgot what her name was, but she is a she's a known lesbian. She is lesbian. And I'm looking at all these other side, these other side agendas that are on the website in the mission statement, like disrupting the family structure, which the black community desperately needs. Um, you know, talking about, you know, promoting, you know, transgenderism, you know, and and you know essentially all of this to get rid of the male figure in the African-American community. And I'm like, why? I'm like, what is this? So, I mean, I'm, and I'm looking at all of her accomplishments online and everything, and all of it has something to do with furthering LGBTQ transgender rights, you know, all of these things, you know, promoting solid solo female action you know without black women this wouldn't be this without black women you know this wouldn't be that and the black women are the future you know what i'm saying so i'm questioning what do people in the black lives matter movement understand the full nature of what they're cheering for do they understand who they're hashtagging you know what I'm saying? Before they just go around hashtagging and throwing their fist up. You know what I'm saying? Yes, black lives do matter. Yes, police reform should happen. But hold on. Let's take a big pause. Don't the LGBT community already have their own movement? Don't they? So when did this become about, you know, LGBT community people and transgender people? When did this become about that? with the black because those are not in the same basket and i'm just saying all right you know what i'm saying being discriminated against because of a color that you were born with that you can't help versus your sexual or being discriminated against for your sexual orientation or fantasy so to speak you know, because there are people who have gender dysphoria who think that, oh, they're in the wrong body and I should have been this. No, that's what you were born. You were born a man. That's a rap. You know what I'm saying? You were born a woman. That's a rap. And so and there are a lot of people who, you know, and like I said, when you grow, you grow. You can do whatever you want to do. But when did that agenda, when did that movement start to push into what is going on currently, which has everything to do with black people being discriminated against simply because they're black. You know what I'm saying? When? And so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, what's the real agenda behind the Black Lives Matter movement? And no one wants to seem to talk about it because if you talk about it, you'll get canceled out. 
one of the CEOs and chairman of the Atlanta uh, of the Hawks, uh, WNBA owner. She's a senator. She spoke out against it and said she thinks the BLM movement is a sub-political agenda. And now everyone in the WNBA wants her out. But I looked up her research. Of course, she's a conservative. Yeah, she supports Trump and all that. But I'm like, if that's true, if this movement is about disrupting the family structure, pushing the man out of the home, which is essential, and, you know, and promoting trans, you know, a LGBT community black agenda that has nothing to do with the furtherment for black people. What are we doing? So like, you know, it's, it's just a question of that, bro. That's, that's just my whole thing. That's how it all ties up for me. Cause it's not, it's not adding up. You know what I'm saying? And you got a lot of people out here putting in time and, effort protesting black lives but a lot of those people have not the slightest clue that they're fighting also for the destruction of family which we need especially the black community oh yeah we're missing that bro I probably wouldn't be that guy you met in college I wouldn't be him if I didn't grow up with a mom and dad and you said it yesterday you wouldn't be the guy you are had you not grown up with your mom and dad. I'm like, it's essential to have a mom and dad. I've seen the the results and destruction of what it's like to not have a dad or a mom in the home, having single parent homes. That is destructive for children. And so here you got the BLM movement and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, Black Lives Matter. But do you know that they're fighting to disrupt the nuclear family and not in in favor they want to destroy the nuclear family structure in favor of a more community village type ordeal where people should trust everyone with their child and trust everyone to the degree that they're comfortable and i'm like are have you lost your mind even among black on black you should not be trust you know what i'm saying some a stranger that you don't know you know what I'm saying, with your child or with anything for that matter. You know what I'm saying? You don't know who people are. That's just in general, even if you're not dealing with black people. You always, you can trust your family. I mean, I know family, you know, isn't always perfect and family does some crazy stuff, but family sticks together. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, you want to destroy that in favor of trying to go back to this sort of, and I'm like, dude, I'm black. We're not in Africa anymore. We can't do the village type system anymore. That's not where we're at. We're not there anymore, bro. We're in a totally different place. We're in a totally different era. We need family. You know what I'm saying? Structure in order to survive. And if we don't have that, then we're just as good as dead. We're just as good as dead. So that that was my thoughts on it, bro. I agree with every word you just said. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm gonna yeah. I, I've got to say one quick thing though about um, and this isn't a, even about the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. This because I know you, you just addressed the black people listening. So allow me uh, to address white address, people. Address address um, address fellow white folk. Yeah. So, 
because this is something I've noticed, and this has gotten to the point where it irritates me, is white people consistently looking for racism, not because they're wanting to exploit it and make the world a better place, but because, once again, they want an opportunity to tedious virtue signal. Allow me to say this to white people. You cannot be more offended about police brutality than black people. There's just no, like, this gets me so much because I'm thinking, this ain't about you. This ain't about you. This is a thing, like, whenever they get all mad and they, like, look for race, it's great that white people are sticking up now. Yeah. That's amazing. However, it's, like, it's gotten to the point where it doesn't even feel like white people sticking up. It feels more like, oh, look how much more I hate racism than everybody else. someone else. I'm like, stop. I'll give you a prime example that this is a story that just happened recently, and this is going to make you laugh. I forget the guy's name, but there was a black man in Oakland who, he's a big yoga guy, and he's big into exercise and stuff. So he made these loop rope things and hung them on the bottom, the bottom of trees so people could, like, stretch their legs and whatnot. He did this all around the park. And a couple of weeks went by, but then the mayor saw him, who's a white woman, and said, this is being investigated as a hate crime. Wow. Ain't ain't that a bitch? (laughs) Ain't that a bitch? You got a black man who put him up because he's trying to promote exercise and do a nice thing for the community. But the thing she said that got me was intentions don't matter. Wow. Pardon pardon me? So, (laughs) I mean, what's what's funny is I'm thinking, what exactly does she plan to do to this guy? Arrest him for being raced against who? Right. Like, but that's the world we live in, man. White people today are so desperate to virtue signal. They're so desperate to show how not racist we are. Right. And I'm thinking, look, it's one thing to be an ally, but it's another thing to be a self-righteous, obnoxious asshat. Yeah. That There's a fine line there. Two totally different things. Yeah. And here's, have you ever seen the movie Bad Teacher with Cameron Diaz? You ever seen that film? I think I watched it once. Oh, it was a long time ago. Yeah, I watched it, though. There's. There's one scene with Justin Timberlake is at uh, this museum with them and they're looking at some kind of monument about slavery and this dude is just going on and on in the most cringe-inducing way of how much he hates slavery and at one point he says, if I could go back in time and end slavery, I would. And I'm thinking, wow. (laughs) There's SJWs today. Yeah. Because there's and it's, I mean, this rant kind of went all over the place today. Yeah, uh, it had to. It had to. And hopefully, I didn't say anything too out of bounds. No, no, it's 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 truth. It's truth that has to be discussed. And if people can't handle it, they don't have to listen. But this is a these twenty twenty has been the year for conversations that have been pushed to the side for 
generations that people don't want to talk about because it'll cause too much controversy or it'll cause too much strife. But it has to be talked about because if we sweep it under the rug, it's just going to boil up and kill us all. You know what I'm saying? So it should be had. These conversations have to be had. Mm. Yeah. Well, this was a fun one today, man. This was. This was definitely a fun one. I I realized that I couldn't really, you know what I'm saying? If I, if I said what I really like, if I just went on emotion, you know what I'm saying? A lot of what would come out of my mouth would probably come across as hate speech more than it is logical fact and reasoning. So I had to come from it, come at it from angle of like logic and reasoning. God had to speak to me and be like, bro, calm down, chill out. Don't you, you know, I'm like, all right, all right, I got you. I got you. So, but yeah, man, I thank you for your honest, honest viewpoint and opinion, bro. I thank you for it, you know? So yeah, we had to have that combo, but, Mm -hmm. uh, Coming up uh, next, uh, August is almost here. It's on the way, the 22nd DC fandom. I think we're going to have a lot of big combos concerning that. And you got to be down here for it. So we can, we're going to stage this whole live event. We're going to go along with it. And it's going to be wild, bro. It's going to be wild. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yes, sir. But thanks for tuning in, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in on IG Live and everyone who's going to tune in and watch later. This is J House Podcast Radio. You can follow us on Instagram at jhouse underscore comics. Have a great Thursday. See you guys tomorrow, man. Peace. Thank Thank you for for joining. joining. This This has been another edition of J House Radio. Radio.